Would you say this world is a dark place? Is the world mostly cold, lonely, loveless, and scary? I, I, th I think most people would say, no, that, that, that's a little harsh. It, yeah, this, this world's got its problems, but it's not all that bad, is it? I mean, yeah, maybe this world is flawed, but it doesn't mean it's dark and gloomy. Yeah, would you say the same thing? This, this world is flawed, but it's not dark. That sounds reasonable. But before we close the book on this question, I think maybe we, we should first look back at the year 2018. Maybe you'll want to reconsider your answer, right? Th this year, 2018, it seems like just about every month there was another natural disaster that made the, the headlines in the newspaper. This year, we had the, the deadliest fire on record in California, killed over 80 people, not to mention the, the massive destruction. And, and that was a minor disaster compared to an earthquake and tsunami in Indonesia. Did you hear about this one? Over 2,000 people lost their lives. We also had the continuation of, of mass shootings. We had that one highlighted probably by the school shooting in Parkland, Florida, other devastating losses in Pittsburgh and Thousand Oaks, California. Those are just the big ones. We've also had revealed to us this year just how prevalent abuse is in our country in the wake of that hashtag MeToo movement. It's sad, but maybe not that surprising that it's so common that people suffer through abuse and mistreatment. And the, the political landscape, I don't know, it, it seems like it's about as bad as it's ever been, right? People from opposing parties are almost, it seems like they're encouraged to just hate each other. And all this that's going on, it just makes you want to say, this should not be happening. What's going on in this world? And yet, maybe you start to realize, you know, as bad as this year was, it maybe wasn't all that different from the year before, 2017, or the, the year before that. The world's been looking pretty dark lately. But maybe... That's because it, it always kind of has been sort of a dark place. You think back to that, that first reading we had today from Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah doesn't hold back. He's not pulling any punches. Right? He, he says that the, the people living in this world, you and me, we are a people walking in darkness. We are those living in the land of the shadow of death. Yikes! Isaiah, come on, really? On Christmas, you got to bring this up? Isaiah paints kind of a, a, a dark picture of this, this world that we live in. It sounds really harsh. But I think you've, you've probably experienced it a little bit. This world can be a, kind of a harsh place. You find yourself sometimes walking in darkness. The, the pains and the worries this this world throws in front, in front of you, they, they sometimes make you stumble and wonder, what am I supposed to do? 
And we have to confront the, the darkness of sin that's even in our own hearts. We see that, that darkness in us show itself when we, we cause pain to others, even, even those whom we say we love. And this darkness inside of us shows itself all the time. And, and if all that isn't dark enough for you, then, you, then you've got this phrase from Isaiah that we, ha- we live in a land of the shadow of death. Ugh. That'll put a damper on things. Right? The, the inevitability of death casts a shadow, a, a gloom over everything. And no matter how hard you try to run from it, one day that shadow catches up. This is a bleak situation. It seems like the world's, maybe it is a dark place. And maybe we think, you know what? We can make it better. We can rid the world of, of poverty and conflict and violence and abuse and racism. But we can't even rid the darkness out of our own hearts. Not perfectly. Not permanently. And so then I guess how could we ever expect to rid the world of darkness if we can't even rid our own selves of the darkness? We need a light. We need a light in the darkness. But you and I, we can't be bright enough to be that light. We, we can't chase away the darkness on our own. And the darkness chases us. But don't be afraid. Isaiah doesn't leave you in the dark. Neither does God. Isaiah says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Light has dawned in the form of a person. Light was born. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. We, we got to hear this again. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Light is born. This, this account of, of Jesus' birth, it sounds so simple, right? It, it's humble, unassuming. But just think what this humble event means for our world that is lost and stumbling in the dark. God himself entered our darkness in human form, in the flesh. We have God with us. The one who created light came to be the light for those lost and stumbling in darkness, in fear of the shadow of death. The one who created light came to be the light on earth. The light had to have 
a human body. So that one day, he might be sacrificed for our sins, that darkness lingering inside of us, that that little baby lying in a manger had to have a human heart so that one day it might stop beating and the greatest act of love ever given that little baby had to have human blood flowing through his veins so that one day it might be poured out for the sins of the whole world jesus took on the darkness of this world and he defeated it he defeated it on the cross By allowing his life to be snuffed out, Jesus snuffed out the darkness. Jesus chases away the darkness. You know, that's the only way to get rid of darkness. You have to use light. It's the only way to get rid of darkness. And in a battle between light and darkness, the light always wins. It always does. Think about it. Everywhere that light advances, the darkness must retreat. When the sun rises, the darkness of night, it has to flee. The the darkness has no choice about this. All the darkness can do is is cling on in shadows and, and stay out of the bright light of the sun. Jesus is the light that chases away the darkness of sin and death because Jesus shines in your heart by faith your sins they've been chased away far far away chased away by forgiveness Jesus leads you through this sometimes dark and winding path of your life he leads the way with his word found in the Bible it's that lamp to your feet It shines out in the darkness to give you the comforting news of salvation, no matter what you're going through. That shadow of death that looms over this world, that's all it is. It's just a shadow. Shadows never hurt anyone. Death has lost its sting. Its power is gone. Death's permanence and hopelessness, they're gone. And as scary as death still is, you know it can't harm you because Jesus snuffed out the shadow of death with his light. Sin and death, the, the, the cause of all the darkness in, in this world, have been chased away by the light of Jesus our Savior. It's interesting, when, when you look at this birth account of Jesus, you start to realize there's really almost no details here in Luke chapter 2 on, on Jesus' actual birth. Right? This, this is all we get. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. There, there's no detailed report on Mary's labor pains. You don't get to hear what's going through Joseph's head. Oh, man, my wife is giving birth in a barn. This is awful. We, we don't hear about a, like a halo of light shining around baby Jesus' head. And as much as we want to believe it, I don't know for sure if the cute little sheep and the donkeys were there looking over at, at baby Jesus in the manger. 
Maybe they were. We can pretend. You don't have a lot of details on his actual birth. And, and by all accounts, maybe this, this actual birth of Jesus was kind of a quiet, largely unnoticed event. Maybe if, if you went to the manger that night, what you would have seen is just an exhausted Mary and Joseph looking down at their, their little baby, the Savior of the world. But then, look at how much detail and focus is given to the shepherds. I mean, it almost seems like the whole rest of the, the Christmas story is centered on, on them. And actually, that's a pretty cool thing. Now think about it. Who do you identify with most in the Christmas account? Probably the shepherds. I mean, only two people got the humbling privilege to be called the, the parents of Jesus. You weren't one of them. But Jesus, he wasn't born just for his parents, Mary and Joseph. Jesus was born to be the light of the world. He was born to be the light for you. And so you marvel with those shepherds every year when you stand and look at this the Savior lying in the manger, a little baby, wrapped in cloths, just like God told you. You see, the, the Christmas account, it's not focused so much on how Jesus was born. It's really more focused on who was born, who baby Jesus was. You don't have tons of details on, on exactly what happened that night, but you do have plenty of details on who happened on Christmas. And that's exactly what the angels were announcing to those shepherds, who that baby was lying in the manger. We, we have the words here, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. That's who Jesus was. The angels announced it. And it looked like the bright spot of that first Christmas night. It was the angels when they appeared, right? That looked like the brightest moment. You had the glory of the Lord shining all around them. But the angels, they were only messengers, pointing to the even greater light, the one lying there in the manger wrapped in cloths. Jesus was the light for the whole world. That's what the angels wanted to get across. This good news of great joy was for all the people. Those shepherds got to hear, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And so they ran. They hurried to see all the things God had told them about. They hurried to see the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior, lying in a manger in Bethlehem. And, and just look at how these shepherds react to the little baby. This is not a normal reaction to a newborn, 
right? It's, it's not like the, the shepherds ran over to the manger and then just said, Aw, what a cute baby you have. Good for you guys. That's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, some, some angels said we should stop by. We're just so happy for you. The angels, the, sorry, the shepherds, they, they weren't just happy for Mary and Joseph. They were happy for themselves. And, and usually it's the parents or close family that get the most excited for a new baby to be born. These shepherds, they're not even friends of Mary and Joseph. They're complete strangers. But God's gift of light for a dark world was just as much for those shepherds and for you and me as he was for his parents, Mary and Joseph. And what the shepherds started on that first Christmas night, that's what we continue today. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. All the amazing truth behind this simple-sounding Christmas story, that amazing truth of who Jesus is, that is what we want to share with other people year after year. That little baby, God himself in the flesh, left the light of heaven to be with us in our dark world. He did that so that his light could shine out over the world and shine into your heart. Even if we can't permanently stop violence and conflict and poverty and racism, we can share the light. We can share the light that chases away the darkness and sadness in people's hearts, the darkness that comes when violence and conflict and abuse does happen to them. We've got the cure, the light of the world. We don't have to fear the shadow of death. We don't have to fear our walk in this darkness. We have the light of Christ chasing away the darkness on all sides. We're safe. We have the light of Christ leading our way to eternal life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Amen.